Okay, do me. Something stereotypical so I can get it really quick. Okay, I like your food. Uh, Outback Steakhouse. I'm Australian, mate. Pam. No. Pam, come on. I like your food. No, come on. Stir the pot. Stir the melting pot, Pam. Let's do it. Let's get ugly. Let's get real. Okay. If I have to do this, based on stereotypes that are totally untrue, that I do not agree with, you would maybe not be a very good driver. Oh, man, am I a woman? Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. We're back and we're back on time this week. Yes, we are. So we're doing things a little different, as you can tell from the way that the show started. <laughs> yes, we are. What's going on here, man? Things are getting weird. I think you just wanted to throw them off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you wanted to throw them off, and at the end of this episode, you want to play the baby, your favorite Baby Island song, the entire song. The entire song. You're going to get to hear the entire song. Have we checked with them to make sure that's cool? Oh, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. You're sure? 100%. Because that's really nice if somebody just give their whole song away for free. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's cool. All right. Well, um, you know, we kind of talked a little bit before we started recording about, you know, what's going on in the world these days. We don't usually tackle current affairs, but holy shit. Yeah, things are getting fucking crazy. If uh, you're listening in Dallas um, or Louisiana, or speci- specifically... Um, Oh, what what town did that occur in? I forget. It's a border town, right? Right on Texas and yeah, Louisiana. I don't know. All the news articles I always read or the headlines just always say Louisiana. I never remember specifically the town, so it's uh, well, it's eluding my brain right now. But yeah, well, we had Texas, Louisiana, and Minnesota all in one week. Uh, what tell folks what's happening here? Um, well, right now I've noticed that everyone's actually like. Everything seems really strangely docile um, as far as people that I'm meeting out here. They're um, just all of my interactions. You know, obviously, I work uh, and I work. You know, I see, I see a lot of people. I'm not in a closed off office, so I have a lot of interactions daily. And all of my interactions lately, uh, it's been very somber, very docile. People are just very. You know, I mean, I do work at a liquor store, so, you know, people are pumped to get their booze, but people have been a little less energetic this week, I would say. Well, we had a major interstate in our, in, in the Twin Cities shut down by a protest. Right. And at the protest, we had, what, 115 people arrested, 27 officers injured on Saturday night. Did you hear about this? No, I did not hear about this. I was too busy getting, I was living my own life at that point. And I'm Baton Rouge, I think, is Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Baton is where the Lu- shooting took place, Baton right? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, uh, that does make sense now that you said that, yeah. And then Dallas is where we had the five officers executed. Yeah, yeah, I saw um, the one footage, the, the footage of the one where, yeah, he just straight up executed that cop, and that was... Now, the cop being executed, as well as watching these, you know, the, the interactions happening and being filmed, these guys getting taken out, you know, these... How... Like, like the, the cat in St. Paul had been pulled over like 70 times? He had? Yeah, see, all of these details are emerging. Um, I kind of started tuning out somewhere around Saturday afternoon as all the new stuff was coming in. Uh, it the was last, uh, Yeah, the last I'd heard, he'd been a suspect. The reason for the pullover was that he was actually a suspect in an armed robbery that had happened the previous day. So, I mean, I don't know what's really going on. The facts are going to keep spilling out, and I don't know. We're going to have to, you know, kind of sift through what's fact, what's fiction uh, in some of these reports because, as we know, I mean, not everything gets reported accurately. Well, I had a – while I was listening to all of this stuff, 
I had an introspective look at the way that I talk and I speak and the way that I do things. Yeah. And I was listening to last week's episode uh, 9B about the wedding. Yes. And I was sort of trying to paint a picture of the two sides of the wedding. And on one side of the wedding, I was painting her side of the family. And on the other side, I was painting his side of the family. And when I painted his side of the family... I made it sound like his side of the family was employed <laughs> with good jobs and her side of the family was black and unemployed. And that w- I listened to it and I said, God, it sounds really, yeah, sounds you, really um, weird. Yeah. You also use the term mulatto. I can't remember the last term. <laughs> Isn't that the term? Uh, that's a very old term. Is there a new term? I mean, I know my sister does certainly does not call herself mulatto. What does she call herself? Uh, a person. No, but <laughs> um, yeah, she would just say she's like half black. I'm I'm more okay using the term mulatto than I am characterizing white people as employed and black people as unemployed. <laughs> that was not my intent. <laughs> really, what I was trying to preface was that we had a very uh, unrelaxed, reserved group on one side of the aisle, tight asses, and we had a group of people that were happy and were much more lucid and seemed like they had uh, uh, less prejudice on that side. And right, the way right. It came they out were there to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, they were there to mm-hmm. celebrate a wedding and to kind of party down. And then you've got the tight wads over there that didn't want the money, uh, the money, the wedding taking place anyway. Yes, yes, and and just I don't know why I described it the way that I described it, but I think that it's, it is those missteps, it's those miscues that if you follow them far enough down the line, result in police officers walking up to a car full of two black people ready to pull his gun and kill somebody. Yeah, I've, um, well, I've also just been talking lately uh, a little bit more. You know, I've been thinking about just the way uh, that I've seen local cops acting. Um, the one... Uh, the one store that I was at, the first store, not this uh, new store that I'm at, but we had a perfect view right off. You know, it's kind of like at one of those major intersections there mm-hmm. uh, in the town. And we'd always, and it's right by a cop trap. Sure. And I don't know how many times, I would say two out of three uh, pullovers, just common traffic pullovers, I'd see the, the officer would be talking to the person inside the car with his hand on his, on his weapon. Not, you know, drawn, pulled or anything, but just always hand right there relaxed on it. And I kind of kind of scares you a little just as someone that's getting pulled over. Like, man, this guy's already got his, you know, his hand on his heat like he's going to draw at any moment. Poor is the issue, right? I mean, it's not black. It's not white. It's poor. Poor people tend to be in the fray and in the crosshairs of the law more more times than not. Yeah, you'd think so. And yet a lot of these traffic pullovers are for them to get more money for the community and their department. And Just so, paid 300 today in traffic tickets. Yeah. So, you know, you'd think they'd actually go after the rich people because they're the ones that can actually afford it. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, it, it does seem to be lower class. Now, I don't know if that's also just like an educational thing. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's people that are poorly educated. So they keep making bad choices mm-hmm. that get them pulled over? I don't know. I mean, then again, I've known some well-educated friends of mine that just can't keep their asses, you know, out of the fire. My wife has an interesting perspective, doll. She works at a courthouse as a senior court clerk, and I was I was interested in her reaction to things, particularly when the governor said if uh, they'd have pulled over a white person in in St. Paul, that the person would be alive. Yeah. And her reaction to that wasn't whether or not that statement could be true or false, but the fallout throughout all the courthouses and all of the people and all of the perception when somebody at the level of the government or governor of Minnesota says something like that. Yeah. You wouldn't believe the type of trouble it creates and. And it it feeds the social discourse. Now, I'm a big fan of social discourse. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of questioning authority. I'm right. a big fan of people that act out. I'm a, I'm I'm always happy when the general public pushes the line of government and uh, obedience right. back at them because we should be free and fuck you. Right. I really believe that. Well, I mean, that's kind of something. Yeah. What did our what did the framers of the you know basically you know once something becomes stale. And it's not working anymore. It's up to the people to kind of come up and challenge it, 
and you know start something new that that works again so and i think a lot of it is we are holding on to these old ideals and the thing is we're not that old as a country no we're not at all we're we're babies compared to a lot of the other world uh to the rest of the world and so uh the fact that we're holding on to some of these old old beliefs like they're like sacred old scripture they're not they're only what 240 years old so i mean yeah so i think we do need to constantly be changing and and pushing it back so but when the governor uh comes out and kind of says what he did he uh you know you're gonna open yourself up to a lot of heat and he's been he's been getting it for what he said there are are i don't know if you look at that job the negative reinforcement all day long that police officers get including the shit paycheck i was about to say they're not making money i could see myself in any position not just that position being a difficult personality after a long period of time of service. Oh, I'm sure it just grates at you over time. I mean, you're making shit. You're working shit hours. No one likes you. No, it's never a good interaction when you see a police officer. No. It's always like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No one likes you. I mean, I've known some police and, you know, like when I see them off duty and stuff, you know, they're nice people and I'll talk to them and have nice positive interactions but uh for example uh a pharmacy that i worked at in texas uh the local speed trap guy would come in get his scripts filled and he was a nice guy i mean he was a funny guy we would joke around and stuff like that but people um you know inside the pharmacy told me you know don't you know always watch your speed on this stretch of the road because if he pulls you over and he knows you he's he's still not going to take it easy on you yeah. And you're like, which is good in a way. It's good in a way. He's doing his job. But at the same time, it's like, come on, <laughs> you know, be a person. <clears throat> yeah. My dad had an interesting perspective, too. You know, he's ridden. He rode two years with the Iowa State Patrol. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I actually wanted to do a ride along with that officer, but I ran out of time in Texas. You know, you can sign up at any city hall for a ride along. And they'll, they'll schedule you. Yeah, I'm actually considering doing that. I think that would be. Do, do you think they'd let two people go at once? I feel like around this time, just in general in the community, it's probably going to be a tough booking. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I, think, I don't think they're going to be like, yeah, come on. I still think we should try to do it. I think we should try to do a ride along. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah I think it would be in, uh, educational too. It was educational for Pop. I mean, his perspective on, uh, you know, he was really one of the people that said as people become desperate and they become, you know, they're poor. The system, once you get in, is difficult to get out of because you get a ticket, you can't afford to pay the ticket, and they take your license, you still need to drive your car to get to work, so then you get pulled over for no license. Right, and then it just compounds. Yep, and then before you know it, you're just, you're in jail. Yeah, because you can't afford to keep up with these, essentially they're bills. I mean, these tickets, but they're essentially bills. Right. That you're paying to your government. Yeah, and you can't you can't keep up with them. And before you know it, now you've got something fresh in your record, so you can't you can't get your job up because now you've got a misdemeanor and that's right, keeping right. you from getting a job. And then you probably can't get a bank loan to pay off your bills. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. So it's just a mess. And you I mean you can kind of see how that happens. If you've ever watched uh um Jerry Springer, yeah. it's not like the white race is immune to absolute fucking losers. <laughs> oh my god, no. You know, you have people that have no respect for one another, no respect for their kids, their spouse, their whatever. It's not like as a race, white people are just so much better than black, Latino, etc. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, actually, I see a lot of the fucking hey, <laughs> stupid fucking white people up there on these shows. There's a large account of people that are really just shitty to one another, yeah. regardless of race. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I guess for me, I've always, like I said, I... I uh, grew up essentially in a you know in a, in a you know half white half black household, but I never really saw it that way. I just grew up in a household. Uh, you know, the guy that taught me to tie my shoes was black. I mean, so I've never really seen it that way. I just uh, for me, it's always been because you know we're talking about these fucking morons. Um, that's kind of the way I've always just divided people in my brain. Maybe I mean that's the way I've always segregated people is just. All right, either you're cool or you're a fucking asshole. The assholes, I'm not dealing with you. You know, I'm not. I'm not giving you my time of day. But if you're cool, then all right. If you were, if I were to tell you a story about a crime, 
would you see that person if without without giving a name that was say um, definitively one race or another? Would you picture the person? So you can't even white or black. Uh, it's tough to say because I mean I've known white dudes named uh, oh god I can't even I couldn't pronounce his name I would always fuck up his essentially it's Terrell but um, you know it wasn't pronounced it was like Terrell or and uh, that always threw me off a little bit like dude your your fucking name's Terrell just but so um so I've known white people with names where yeah you'd kind of see it and you'd put an image to your head of you know the. Like I, I can't, like I said, I still can't pronounce the way he said Terrell, but the way he said Terrell, uh, it did seem black. Mm-hmm. And so you're just kind of like, really? You, okay, well that's your name, okay. But no, I don't know. I don't really racist, know. Racist though, that would be again identifying with. You know, if I heard somebody's voice and they said that their name was, you know, Laquisha, that wouldn't be a common white first right, name. Right, right, right. But at the same time, if you met a Laquisha and she was white, would you kind of be like, you know? What I would. Ha- I would. Like, what happened there? What was your, what, you know, did you, did you have an Aunt Laquisha that your mom wanted to name you after? Or, you know, like, right. where does that come from? Uh, but I think I would feel the same way if I met Quan Lon Park and, you know, it was a black guy. Right, right, right. Where'd right. that come from? Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know that necessarily be racist as much as it would just be sort of. Uh, yeah, like, man, how did that happen? Yeah, culturally, like if you met a, like a, you know, like a. Asian guy named Rodriguez. Be kind right. of like, okay. Racism would be more defined like Geek Squad comes up to your house and you open the door and there's a black guy there and you're like, what do you know about computers? <laughs> that would be racist. <laughs> yeah. That would be a very bad faux pas. But yeah. It, but if it said from Geek Squad you were expending Jean Ho, you know, chin and then it was a black guy, not racist. Right, right. You'd just be like, oh, okay, uh, come on in. Yeah, how do you how do you pronounce your name again? <laughs> he must know computers. His last name is Chin. Yeah, <laughs> again, racist. Right, right, right. I bet he's really good at math. <clears throat> so the Baton Rouge shooting, right? That was crazy. That was yeah, that was insane. That was the one that kind of kicked off the week. Yeah, not not necessarily kicked it all off because it's been going for a while. But that's the one, yeah, that kicked the week off, and that was just that was brutal. I mean, it almost seemed fat. I don't know. Did, did they ever find out who said he's got a gun that caused the officer to start shooting? You know, I, I they've been pretty tight-lipped kind of on where they're going with that. Let's go to the second one then. Um, did you see the video of the St. Paul one then? I just did. I saw that. That is in the aftermath of him being shot. And her, she broadcasted it live to Facebook, Facebook right? Facebook, yeah. And... You could see what kind of shock she was in because it was kind of matter of factly. And as she was able to like get out of the situation, the adrenaline went down. Yeah. She fell apart. Well, you could tell like uh, after the shock had wore off and when she was in the car, that's when like the realization kind of starts hitting you like, oh, fuck, this is real. This happened. Yeah. And then she starts the part that just killed me. You know who actually handled that situation the best out of anyone was that four year old girl. When she just starts telling her mom, like, it's okay, mama, I'm here, I'm here, I started crying. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I I shed, you know, I shed some tears. It was a really fucked up deal. I don't know what or how the rules of engagement for police officers go, but when there's a woman unarmed a and a four-year-old unarmed in a car. In the backseat, you're not afraid that, like, maybe the kid might get hit by, you know, some stray... You know, because when the, the bullet doesn't stop when it hits a person, you know, that bullet could have gone through the seat and hit the girl. Why didn't he have him get out of the car? Like, I got a ticket in Iowa by a drone and I was taken out of my car and put in his car. This dude, not asked to step out, not asked to try to separate him from the other people in the car. I guess there were some things about the way they did that. Yeah, procedural that things that kind of. I didn't kinda, get it. Yeah. Do you the, fire five? Five shots into a car with a four-year-old in the back? Yeah. And how many shots do you think it takes to, like, take a guy down? One. Uh, I think I think you get hit with a bullet once. It's probably going to, most people, that's going to be enough to stop them. Well, I know they're trained if they discharge their gun for it to be lethal. They aren't looking to clip or wound. It's Really? You know, a police response is lethal. Yeah. Is it like the, t- I heard something like, uh, it's like they're trained to do, like, what, two to the chest, one to the head? I can't. I've heard... From friends of mine that are officers of various things, sheriff's department or whatnot, mm-hmm. varied things about it. Um, but as I understand, there's a place that you can hit a person in the head. 
mm-hmm. where they can't respond, shoot, or go into shock or discharge a weapon. They just drop. Yeah. So I think it's head first. Okay. Not, not pretty. And what I saw happen, I just, I can't, I can't necessarily quantify all of these things that are going on. I know that if I were in any one of those positions, regardless of whether, especially if it's suspicion of anything, mm-hmm. I'm not proven guilty. It's not for sure I, I, I had done this. Yeah. Uh, and especially robbery. I don't know, man. I, I can't come up in my mind. I can't reconcile it. I really want to reconcile part of it because it would make me feel better about the whole thing. Like, oh, well, this was a bad guy that did a bad thing. He brought it onto himself, and here's where he's at. Right. right. That makes sense in my mind. Right, right. Like the Dallas sniper. Like, you know, he got shot finally. Well, blown up. Blown up, up right. Yeah, and you kind of like, okay. Killed five officers. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you had it coming. You fucked up. You're dead. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and the idea... There's a lot of things that go on that, um, I don't know. I was even compelled to watch the movie Malcolm X on Sunday. It happened to be That's on. funny. I was just thinking about that movie, actually. Like, I need to rewatch that movie. I was thinking about that on Saturday. Spike Lee paints a movie with uh, Malcolm X that basically takes you down Malcolm X going to jail, getting involved with a group that uh, are trying to trying to preach... That uh, you know, the blacks need to basically remove themselves from white culture entirely. Right. Live separate, separate businesses, separate dollars, separate everything. Just a different form of segregation, really. Right. And you know, for the first hour and a half, that's you watch him buying into this. And right. Kind of going through his um, his uh, metamorphosis, if you will. Yeah, and you're you're thinking Spike Lee is the most racist son of a bitch you've ever seen, and this is way worse, and you know, way different message. And and if you didn't watch the last half hour, you you missed the movie, right? Because the movie was about the corruption within what Malcolm X was involved in. It was about what he saw, how he felt, how powerful his wife's messages were to Malcolm X, and and how he wanted to more or less unify and send out a totally different message. He even gives a speech where he says he was wrong. Yeah, it was. Uh, but but I guess what stood out in in my mind was that there's a certain amount of racism because of the cultural position that blacks are in. Right. That even I last week telling a story didn't ignore. Right. You know, you just base, I basically categorize them as lesser. Yeah. I kind of, yeah. I mean, it was involuntary. Yeah. Like when you were saying it, yeah. Like was when you were saying it, like in my head, I remember I had a few thoughts going like, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, you're telling your story. So, you know, yeah, you know, I kind of sat the, back. Yeah, I kind of sat back, like, you know, let you tell your story. I was kind of like, um, I don't know, man. You might want to, well, re listen to it. Maybe it wasn't as bad as, you know, you thought it was, like, you know, just now. So, like, I was like, all right, I'll go back, re listen to it. And I was kind of re listening to it. And I was like, oh, Jim. I'm missing parts <laughs> of. So, like, when you're telling a story, you're picturing it and you're talking about it, and there were descriptors and things that I wanted to say differently. And we don't, yeah. we don't edit this like that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes your mouth can't always keep up with your brain. Yeah. <laughs> There's no real excuse other than to say that the way that I framed the story was inappropriate. Right, right. And I'm going to be inappropriate a lot because we don't, this show's basically yeah. live. We don't go back and take huge portions of things we say out of this. No. You get this in a straight hour hour and 10 and we're you know up and on and out of here right so if you listen to it back and i sound like a horse's ass naturally i probably sound like a horse's ass and that's the way he was that week next week you know he might he might be the most yeah he might be the most tender sweetheart you've ever known so i listened to it and I, i i saw the movie and then i was listening to the podcast over again and i sort of understood this uh the secret not even secret this underlying current yeah. That some of us are unable to shake in in that. Now, on the other side of it, so I'm feeling guilty about this, right? Right. So I'm talking to my dad about the show that we did last week, and I was telling him, like, how I framed things and the way that I said things. Yeah. And that's when he brought up poverty and that, you know, as you're growing up and your wa- news is generally negative reinforcement. Right. So the negative reinforcement you're witnessing all of the time is people that are experiencing poverty breaking the law. Right. And so in your mind, when you are describing things that way, you are you're prone to having this sort of negative 
uh, renaissance when you're when you're talking that way. Sometimes, other times, it kind of comes across as um, you know the poor breaking the law, and you know sometimes it kind of has like a Robin Hood esque. You know, um, what would you say? Uh, they sort of um, dress it up as you know being oh good for him. You know. Like, uh, Unless steal he kills from the a cop. Right. <laughs> Until they kill a cop, yeah. Right. And, and then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Or, you know, uh, just a person. Like That's a shop owner or something like that. A part, so on both sides of my family, Native American in my family. Okay. Right? Now, if someone asked me what color I was or if they want to know what race I was, I wouldn't spout out, oh, well, I'm, you know, Yeah, I'm white. You know, that's the way I feel about it. Yep. But I'm like a 16th or 32nd, I don't know how you do the math between right. the two families, but it, it's, a, it's, it's a significant amount in this day and age, I guess. Okay. 132nd doesn't sound like a lot to me. but It doesn't, but it's been so diluted over time. Right. You know, even full members of tribes are 50. Oh, really? You, you don't get lots of 100% Native Americans around the reservations, the whole... Right. The bloodlines are tainted. If you want to talk about minority, I mean, they're pygmy-type minorities. Right. Not lots of Native Americans, like you would think. Right. Anyway. Not anymore. The term Indian has never bothered me. Chief, Redskin, these things, n- n- they've never bothered me. Even, You're talking football teams. I'm talking about any, any, any labeling, like, are you right. an Indian? I wouldn't say, well, no. You mean Native American. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, it wouldn't, right, It wouldn't right, occur right. to me like that. And I, yeah. I have significant family members only a couple of, of generations away that were like, Super duper live on the yeah. reservation type Native well, Americans, and uh, they are pretty much characterized as poor, meth using alcoholics today. Yeah, you know, outside of a reservation that we have near us where they're paid quite a bit of money, most reservations are very poor, mm. drugs are crazy, yeah. and you know they're uh, they're categorized they're categorized in a in a bad way in Minnesota. A lot of places don't have as high of a Native American concentration as Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the Dakotas, but we do. Yeah, I mean, just all through the Midwest, you know, uh, Oklahoma. I believe they have quite a few. Um, I believe uh, you're gonna have what? Maybe in Kansas you have some. Just along 35 seems like the stretch of Highway 35 there. Seems but it's, it's a it's a more consolidated group, right? Yep. Yep. So if you wanted to change, the reason I brought it up is if you wanted to change the point of view of that smaller group, it should be fundamentally because of just sheer population being a lot lesser than, say, the Native or the African American population. Uh, you should be able to change the perception and point of view of that culture a lot more quickly than you say would with black culture. But that's not possible. I mean, how would you do that? How would you change the negative perception of Native Americans? Because that would be the same roadmap you'd want to use for African Americans. Is it time? Is it time heals all of that? I don't know. The time does. I mean, you know, we did some, I mean, not we ourselves, but our ancestors 240 years ago on, I mean, they did some pretty despicable things that, I mean, that's going to take a lot of time. I've, well, hold should. that thought. That's a good thought because in Africa right now, there are blacks that have other blacks as slaves. Yeah. Rwanda is not a place you'd want to go vacation. Right. Now, do you think that they would have always been that way? Or do you think that the like Dutch and the, you know, the Europeans that came through, do you think that it was taught? Like they learned it from the Europeans? Well, I mean, then we could go back to Egypt. Yeah, I Remember mean, it goes in, back in and Egypt, back and they back. Were, they basically yeah. enslaved all the and I mean, people. Yeah, and there's still problems in Egypt. Yeah. So... Basically, Homo sapiens are fucking horrible to one another for the yeah. most part. Yeah, yeah, we tend to we tend to be dicks to each other. I mean, just our day to day. Hell, Obi Wan's been a dick to me, you know, this last week. Oh, really? Yeah. How come? Oh, uh, you know, I kind of told him. Uh, I mean, a lot of these places um, uh, that uh, these things are happening. I mean, Baltimore. I mean, I'm from the Baltimore D.C. area, Dallas. I lived in you know DFW area for four years. Obviously, out here in St. Paul, and I'm like, holy shit, man! All these places, you know, that I've been near to, they're just having this bad shit happen. Especially two in a week, two in a, it was like two in a day, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, you know, Obi Wan, my my heart is hurting right now. And he comes back to me, well, uh, that sounds pretty effeminate. I was like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Saying like, you know, man, my heart's hurting. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? Shit's fucking crazy. You know, it's sad. And you come back and basically tell me that I'm a fucking girl. Well, he shouldn't have said that. Yeah. For starters. Right. I just want to start with that. (laughs) Right. But you are very different, the two of you. Uh, He is not at all on the left side of his brain. Right. You know, he is not tapping into those parts of his humanity. Right. He's right brain. He is. I have a list of things I like to do. I'm very regimented. Boys are like this. Um, Okay, there's some uncomfortable feelings happening right now. Could you maybe keep that to yourself? Yeah, he's just, he's, if you, if you talk to him, like, as you, we've both gone through breakups and had Obi-Wan's counsel. Right. And one of the reasons why you seek Obi-Wan's counsel is because of the fact that he's sort of, yeah, that sucks. So let's move on, right? (laughs) Right. You know, he tries to like pull you out of the pothole as quickly as possible. Right. He doesn't literally let you. Do you think that motive, that that he has selfish motivations with that though? Like, man, I just, I don't, I don't want to hear this guy fucking going on and on about his uh, breakup. Um, What I do want to do is fucking party. So uh, get over it, dude. Let's go. Let's party. I want to say that. I want to say that, but he's pulled me out of too many rabbit holes. I mean, it's just easier to avoid me in general, and he doesn't avoid you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He He needs you to have a good time. Right, he doesn't. He could have a good time (laughs) with Maury Povich, you know. (laughs) He's he's fine. Yeah, that's true. He just, uh, he when when it gets really, really painful, he will absorb it. But if you have, it's hard for him to absorb the news feed and have a real emotion about it. I mean, he really has to connect closely with it right. for him to have it and to have an emotion like you're having to him would be sort of, yeah, I mean, he would, I would have guessed that that would have been his reaction. Okay. As you should have knowing him as long as you have, you were just more offended because it was you having the emotion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It still came across though. I, th- I think he's been spending a little too much time with the moron. And the moron lost his job, didn't he? The moron lost his job. Oh, for uh, making racist uh, remarks at work. Goes right into this episode's theme. Yep. Now, I, I would like to be hard on him for that, but as of last week's episode being <laughs> pretty much racist on my behalf, I'll just quietly sit here. Okay. Yeah, uh, Yeah. he insulted a Muslim family. Um, I don't know the details. Or I was told him, you know, but it's all secondhand. But just essentially, yeah, guy... Uh, the guy, basically, any race, any, you know, he, he just, if you're not him, you're getting insulted. And so uh, I guess he made the wrong insult at the wrong time. I mean, is there never, I mean, I guess there is a right insult at the right time. No, I've been around Moron, and he goes out of his way to, uh, and actually this is a nice change of subject. So we all are around people that can be difficult personalities, whether you're at work, school, whatever. This person, whom Travis is named Moron, is a guy that tries to be jocular and sort of jab at other boys by being, you know, kind of teasing. But it's not like, uh, uh, you know, making fun of you for something you just said, you know, like, oh, yeah. ho, 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 you just said rabbit so funny. It's not like that. Yeah. It's more like um, you're, you're, you're fucking retarded. And I'm going to tell everybody before you find out how fucking retarded you are. And then I'm going to send a stranger up you to, to talk to you that will softly let you know that we're all making fun of you in a group. Yeah. And you're singled out. Yeah. And then you're supposed to laugh about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Join the group. Laugh with us. And um, actually that what he just described specifically happened to me. Uh, what? Last year. Two years ago. Obi-Wan's. It was two years ago. Yeah. Well, last summer. It was last summer, specifically. It was last summer. Okay. Yep. And uh, just everyone on our side of the table was like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, everyone looked at me. They were like, if you went up to him and punched him right now, I would totally take your side. <laughs> yeah, that exact circumstance occurred. Yep. Yep. So I did not punch him. I showed restraint. Something he can't do, but I did show restraint. And, uh, oh, just what a piece of shit. Does he have no barometer for what is cruel? 
I don't think so. I think he's just always so wasted too that it just, you know, nothing ever registers just other than, you know, what he wants at any given moment. Right. I don't find you to be a person that reaches out with conflict. No. And I typically don't see you uh, try to make fun of anyone. No, unless, you know, once again... We goof on people, but yeah. we're not, you know, going for your... We're not going through the, for the jugular. Right. right. Unless, like, you know, you piss us off and it's war. Even then, we're not trying to have you seek counsel after, you know? <laughs> right. it's, it's like a little poke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he goes after things that would leave a person thinking about it for weeks after the fact. Yeah, yeah. He's a special kind of son of a bitch. You know, you don't go to somebody who's short and point out they're short and then let them know that everybody around them thinks that their shortness is a joke. Yeah. And, and then, then he... Ha-ha. Yeah, ha-ha. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't I cute? You're such a fucking shitheel and we all think so. Laugh with us. Yeah. Well, fuck you. <laughs> How come Obi-Wan doesn't understand? That, I guess that's my issue Well, that's because that's Obi-Wan, man. Obi-Wan just thinks it's fucking hilarious. But I don't like watching my friends... Hurt. Yeah. So it's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. But yet for him, he doesn't care because he's part, you know, as long as he's part of the joke, I guarantee you if fucking moron gave him the treatment that he gives other people, Obi-Wan would instant, I mean, he, without it, without hesitation, be like, fuck you, you're done. I'm not hanging out with you anymore. I concur. Yeah. If, uh, if moron went to Obi-Wan and made Obi-Wan the butt of a joke, particularly in front of any girl he liked. Yep. They would never talk again. Exactly. And so, uh, but it does make me kind of look at Obi-Wan and go, really? He's doing this to friends, people that have been your best friends for, for years, people that, you know, you've known way longer than this guy and you're just gonna, yeah. Oh, come on, man. You gotta admit it was, uh, it was kind of funny. No, it wasn't. No one thought so yeah. outside of him and his little group of people that, you know, he gets to think, you know, gets them to think that he's funny. So it's just. So, but yeah, like I said, there's good people and there's fucking assholes. Obi Wan is not an asshole. No, but he this, just is but, but the more, the, yeah, this, yeah, he's just insensitive at times. Um, but the moron is just a fucking asshole. So I've weeded him out of my life. He actually, um, well, now that he's been fired, he doesn't work over there anymore. But he used to come into my store like before or after his shift because um, he's always getting booze. Mm -hmm. So and like I would just fucking snub him. Just, you know, I'd tell another cashier, like, look, I fucking hate that guy. He's a fucking asshole. Like I said, I remove myself from assholes. I mean, you got to deal with him. Right. You do. But if, if, if I can not have to, I won't. And yeah. so uh, I just would snub him. He'd come in, say, hey, I'd just fucking walk by him. I'm like, fuck you. I don't have time for you. You're a piece of shit. And so uh, I guess he did go up to Obi-Wan one day, and he's like, you know, uh, I want to make things right with Travis. I really do. And uh, so Obi-Wan was telling me, he's like, you know, would you be all right with that? I was like, we'll see if the fucker even comes up to me and says anything, you know? Like, let's see if he even starts with an apology next time. He's I young, right? He's no. He's a younger guy? No, he's my age. Is he? I thought he was in his early, early mid to late 20s. No. No, he's my age. <sighs> Makes it a little worse, too, huh? Well, I was a bit of a prick when I was younger. Yeah. I could be a bit of a prick. Yeah, when I was in my early 20s, I was... I don't know. I, I, I had a little bit of a narcissist streak to me. Um, but uh, time, age, quickly, quickly eroded that. <laughs> yeah, you don't see, you know, I just, I didn't have enough mileage to understand that that uh, we're not all perfect. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, still waiting for that apology, moron. I haven't gotten it. Well, it would be good. It would be good, I think, for him, too. To be, um, to be in a position where not only could he mend the fence, yeah. but being around you would create a different counter to all of that, you know. That assholeness. And moment of quiet. See, I always thought with uh, Confetti, who we've mentioned, one right. of the bosses, um, I always felt that when we were around people, he sort of acted one way. And right. then when we would be on our own, I would meet this different person, right? Right. Like I'd be able to find this this space of, uh, of, uh, basically you'd find like a crack in the wall where he didn't, you know, yeah, like zone. a gate. Yeah. A little a communication zone where we could level yeah. with one another, be ourselves. Right. And it's not there. Right. 
there's, there was never that moment where the salesman of confetti, that sort of real jovial, hey, 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 yeah. Fonz attitude, ever <laughs> left. Really? You never got to a point where you could say, yeah, you know, I know. We were I around, know. We were around everybody, and that was funny, right? And and uh, But you don't really feel that way, do you? You, there would never be that yeah. shedding of the costume. And he like, right. yeah, you know, I, I was a bit of an asshole. Right. Never. Oh. So you could go through all of this with Moron and find out that that's just... That's just the case, yeah. yeah. He's it's just, a shallow lake over there. Right, right. And I, I just have a feeling that it is that way, but so I don't know. Regardless, I mean, that happened like two months ago, I think. A month, two months ago, easily. And so, you know, Moron hasn't, you know, come in and made any attempt so i wouldn't want to make an attempt at work either so plus he just got canned it's not like a great time to come in and be genuine when you're down in your luck right i don't know fuck him <laughs> now you are looking at a new gig i heard i heard you're going to go back to administering possibly different drugs different drugs uh possibly um leaving alcohol and going to prescription meds big time possibly possibly um i've had a couple of interviews they've gone well uh it would certainly be a boost in pay Oh, you deserve it. Thanks. You deserve something new, man. Yeah, and it'd be a, a huge boost in pay, and uh, just uh, yeah, and it'd be a nice change of scenery. I'm kind of getting sick of alcohol. The, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not that I don't like the people that I work with. I love the people that I work with. I'm just I need more money, man. That's really what it comes down to, and uh, just a new, you know, just a change in scenery. So yeah, things have gone gone well um you can effectively kinda, double your pay just about like, yeah. yeah i mean it's a no-brainer <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so we had a little bit of a celebration saturday night it might have been premature because i mean i still have to go through the corporate red tape they have to do background check and approve of me still got to go piss in a cup but as your friends we have had to cheerlead for you to get you to do this um well Specifically you. Uh, it's not specifically uh, me. There's others in your life that are like, Travis, go Travis. Go oh, Travis. Yeah, there's been a couple. There's been a couple. We want the best for you. Yeah. So uh, Minimum wage is not the best. No. no. I, I'm not making minimum wage, but not... <laughs> I just want to be clear. I'm not making minimum wage. <laughs> but I'm not making much beyond it either. So this will put me... Uh, yeah, this will put me well above minimum wage. Well, well what above. I like is the growth there is not just... Well oh, and the growth potential yeah. is uh, as, as, at this place. Solid is. middle class life. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah, I could actually make a decent living there. Like, I could actually have a career. That would be cool. That would be weird. That'd be different, but, you know, 34 years old, it'd be nice. There are a lot of people in our age group that got, you know, in, during the Great Recession, got educated and got left behind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I know quite a few friends that have their four-year degrees and they're still waiting tables. Yeah, I had, in fact, the other night an engineer served me pizza. Yeah. So it's it's not, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. what happened to our generation. So yeah. don't be too hard on yourself. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I would man. like to be hard on something, though, that I did yesterday. Oh, um, so in your absence, we had brought up a movie that was coming out when Scott was here. We were talking oh, about Independence Day. Yeah. Remember that? Did you, did you, did you do it? So, so last night, my mom and my dad and myself and my wife were supposed to go see Independence Day. My right. wife bailed on me, mom bailed and it ended up being dad and I. Okay. And dad, you know, I was into the alien thing. Right. So he was jacked to see this. <laughs> yeah. He's, this is, this is right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. He, he even, we even went to one theater. He's like, I don't want to watch it at this theater. I yeah, want to watch that. it at the other theater. We're watching oh, it. Okay. We're watching this at the fucking good theater. Right. right. Yeah. Right. You know, this is Independence Day too. It doesn't, you know, fucking top shelf all the way for this film. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know if we have time to get there. He's like, well, I'm not going to watch it at this theater. Okay. So I drive him all the way over to this other theater. And, um, honestly, the first theater I thought was better, but whatever. That's moot point. Um, we get in, get settled, and we aren't in the movie 20 minutes, and he, lo- he leans over, he says, you know, we can leave at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, they've already got your money, so yep. fuck. An hour in, he says, wouldn't you know it, I can't fall asleep in this goddamn movie. <laughs> and he's not watching it. My father's leaning, and he, he, he wanted to leave. He wanted me to leave. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck this, you know, it's $10, I'm going to watch this piece of shit all the way through. Right. And so by 60 minutes in, he's leaning forward in his chair, so far forward that the person behind him would be somewhat bothered by the fact he's leaning so <laughs> like far forward. Like you're breathing on my neck. And he's, he's watching his thumbs move, and he's playing pattern games with his thumbs. 
and he's oh. taken off his glasses that would allow him to see the movie. <laughs> now, in his defense... How I, bad was it? It's... Uh, for big budget movies, yeah, it's made my all-time top five worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, wow. That bad. It has... So there were... There were, I wouldn't look at it and say, oh, well, the acting's bad. Okay. And I wouldn't look at it and say, well, the music's bad. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't look at it and say, well, the script was terribly bad. What about the special effects? Because that's typically why people go to a movie like that. Even that wasn't like, horrible, you know? Like, if you were to have, if, if you and I were sitting in an editing room and we were giving these resources, I don't think we would have ended up with what they ended up with. Right. The score came in at the wrong time, and it was the wrong tempo and the wrong mood. So the director fucked up. Maybe, or maybe some douchebag at the studio got a hold of it and said it needs to be this long, and this is the movie we're going to put out there, and we don't want it to be that long, so watch this movie. Or the editor fucked up. I think a bad movie that's short feels way longer than a good movie that's long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could probably... God, I'm just trying to think of like a shit movie. I okay, like Transformers probably. Just I mean, Oscar that, winner in comparison. Oscar winner. And for me, that movie, you know, Lawrence of Arabia seems shorter than that movie to me. Mm, first Transformers or all of them? Just pick one at random. Pick one, anyone. As a product of the eighties, anytime I watch one of them in animation and turn into something, I'm enamored, so Okay. That movie was like an like an best picture picture compared to this load of shit. Okay. There were even there were even moments in this movie where you felt like you were watching one of those uh, what do you call those clickers with the white wheel and you click from frame yeah, to frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those called? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, you used to have them when you were a kid and like you'd take like a little like safari tour of Africa with yeah, them and, and then click through the click, pictures. Click, There's yep. a name for one of those sons of bitches. Yeah. I can't it's not falling on me, right? It's something viewer, but yeah. that's how the movie felt. Like all of a sudden you'd be watching the president in the next minute he's in the spaceship and you're like, How do you get in the spaceship? Yeah. Was it, yeah, just, was he, was he given the speech from the spaceship? At one point, the hive leader, right? Like the hive okay. alien leaves the protection of their ship that literally covers one eighth of planet Earth. All right. To do the dirty work on her own. Okay. That's, why? 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 And there's thousands just, just so and we can, thousands of minions around them. I guess so we can expose the hive leader so we can take her down. Right. So that was an example of the script being bad. Yeah. The music didn't yeah, work. Because the queen never leaves the fucking nest. Unless like in Aliens, when you know Sigourney Weaver finds the heart of the nest and attacks, and it's pretty much just down to the queen and whatever, then the queen's got it like, okay, I'm out of drones. <laughs> The most embarrassing part is in the first movie, we defeat the aliens, right? Yeah. So in the second movie, we've now prepared for them to come back and, and try to take us on. And we've 20 years to, to put up proper defenses using right, that technology. Right, 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 right. That's like, uh, well, isn't that what was on the poster? Like, they've had 20 years to prepare, or we've had 20 years to prepare. So have they. Literally. It, they, didn't, they didn't even do anything to beat us. Like they just came here and just in, in their approach to our planet overcame everything we did. Uh-huh. They just needed to come, just, just, just parking on the planet just, just completely ruined all of our defenses. <laughs> it was just so, it was so bad. What I kept thinking about was if Mystery Science Theater got a hold of this movie. Oh, you know that. It would be so great. Oh, you know they're gonna. How old will we be? Will I be in my 80s by the time they're able to rip into that thing? No, Rift Tracks will be able to do it. Oh, please do it. Yeah. You need to they get do all of somebody them. and tell them to do it. They all, yeah, because uh, Rift Tracks, um, they do it. They, um, they do all of the new ones. They've done Star Wars. They've done Lord of the Rings. Like, they do them all. Because that's one of the nice things about Rift Tracks is, is it's just like, you know, you buy the audio and then you pair it with your own DVD or Blu-ray of the movie. So okay. that's how, they, that's how, that's they, how can, they overcome it? That's how they get around it. Now, uh, have you ever gone to Honest Trailers on YouTube? No. Hilarious. So they take movies and years later do an honest movie trailer of what the movie really was. Okay. Fabulous. If you ever get on YouTube, go to Honest Trailers. It's gut-bustingly funny. So, so did you guys end up walking out? I stayed. You stayed. I stayed at, at, at several insults from my father. <laughs> okay. Have you ever walked out of a movie? I have. Which one? Nacho Libre I walked out of. Okay. One of, one of the worst movies ever. Right. Uh, I walked out of the first Flintstones. Okay. That was just a just a pile of shit. 
I my father walked out of Battlefield Earth. He hated that movie. Okay. Um, I believe uh, th- there's actually quite a few that I have walked out of. Do you remember the movie Toys with yeah, Robin uh, Williams? Robin Williams. Yep. Okay. Totally different preview than what 15, 16 year old me went to go see. Right. So I walked out of that. Okay. I was still in elementary school, so <clears> I, <throat> I kind of thought it was a cool movie. Yeah. Uh, it, w- it wasn't. Yeah. No. I haven't gone back and watched it as an adult. Yeah. Not good. Not good. But uh, I, I would like to actually. I'm going to put some feelers out, some emails out. I want to get anyone at all that worked on that movie, <laughs> that worked on Independence Day 2. Okay. I want to get them in an interview with us. We probably won't, we'll probably be able to like record the interview and put it on the show. Right. Not do it live because we are too poor to have that cool shit. Right. But we got to do it. I want somebody to tell me Why? how you take $100 million Why? and do that. Okay. It's right. so bad. Well, the problem is now I will have to go see the movie, and I don't want to give them my $10. Because then if we keep giving them our $10, they're going to fucking make another one. Well, I think they've already prepped us for that. Ah, fuck. So, um, long story short, you probably will have another, another iteration of it. Um, so we were uh, also talking last week about um, this favorite song. Tell me about your favorite song. Why is this your favorite song from Baby Island? Oh man, I, I, it just it hits me. It's a great fucking song. It's got a great message. It is. Uh, it's called "Don't Hate." Don't hate. Song number six. Yep. And and I just fucking love it, man. I don't know what it is. I just uh, the moment I heard it, you know, you just hear a fucking song and you love it, I and think then you play gonna, it over and over and over again. We're gonna title this week's episode "Don't Hate" because the you know the black and White lives matter and, thing. And, yeah. Uh, my just the racial killings and <laughs> <laughs> and the racial assassinations uh, uh, on your uh, the on your behalf. Thank you for expounding on that. Yes, we're going to call this week's "Don't Hate." So it's actually for whatever reason worked out this way. That's kind of yeah. We uh, I preferred it not. Yeah. Um, I yeah. prefer there to have been no violence. Uh, you know, I mean, granted, anytime you get humans together, they're gonna. They're scrap it up someone's gonna fucking piss on the parade but i mean i'd rather it have not happened the way it happened i mean you're always gonna have like two dudes getting in a bar fight on a friday night or something but not people killing other people over race and uh, i don't know it's just now this week have you picked out something that you thought was awesome to talk about because every it's i feel like we've been kind of pushing this this on you like let's let's have something that's distinctly travis to talk about and you're like, I got nothing. I mean, is this is not working out. Is it? Um, yeah, I've got. Um, you have been playing something recently that's been awesome, right? I've been playing The Witcher Three, but that's been going on for a while. No, I've got um, actually two documentaries that you can watch on uh, YouTube. So um, this last week, I don't know why, but yeah, I've been just keeping with the theme of like Debbie Downer this week. I've been uh, watching some documentaries on the Challenger disaster. I hadn't realized that it, um, in January it had been 30 years since the Challenger blew up. Crazy. And I don't know. Like, it's weird. I talked to people that are older than me. I was four when it happened. I was 10. So I just remember that, like, the adults, specifically a lot of teachers, just talking about it and talking about it. And I remember it was this big deal that had happened. And so as a kid, then um, when Space Shuttle Discovery took off, I was, like, roughly in first grade. It was a huge deal. And like every year, our teachers always taught us about the Challenger mm-hmm. because it had just apparently impacted America so greatly when it happened. And so I found uh, two documentaries on it that have just uh, one that kind of explains what went wrong mm-hmm. and how it all went down. And man, NASA, NASA does not come out looking good in that one. Right. And uh, that one was called uh, Challenger, A Rush to Launch. And... Um, so that was um, that was a, a great that was that was a great one. That's the one that kind of um, goes into uh, you know what went wrong and what have you. But then uh, a really recent one that was just released this year, uh, I can't remember. Uh, might have been Nat Geo that released it or something like that. But it's called Challenger Disaster Lost Tapes. You were really soaking it up, dude. And it <laughs> yeah it 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 um, that one goes more into like the training, the preparation and like, had it not been for the, I didn't realize that 
the alternate because there was two teachers selected that were supposed to go into space, and I didn't realize how closely the alternate was, um, you know, in the training. Like she trained like she was the number one. Yeah. You know, and I and she actually ended up twenty one years later being the first teacher to go to space. So fucked up. And like I remember watching footage of her, you know, as the challenger's going up and she's like, you know, bye crew, you know, goodbye. And you're just going like, Oh man, you know, goodbye, Krista, you know, the name of the teacher. Yeah. And like it's like, man, she's saying goodbye to and like at that moment she had to feel like as the challenger was going up, like like, oh man, those people, you know, oh they're the luckiest, the luckiest people in the world. And then, boom, the challenger goes up. And, like, at that moment, she almost became the luckiest person in the world. The fact that she was the alternate. And, like, that must, yeah. have been, that must have been fucking crazy for her. And especially they go into the fact that after it blew up, the, um, you know, the main, the crew cabin stayed intact. And it's all likely that they were, it's uh, very likely that they were alive because they're, um, they turned on their suits, their like life preserver suits, um, like three or four of them or something like that were turned on. And so it's very possible that they were alive and conscious during the whole two and a half minute descent to the ocean to where, you know, Jesus that ultimately killed Christ. them. Christ. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy you had something for us this week. I was really thinking <laughs> like this might be the last week we have uh, a couple of recommendations. I actually tweeted uh, my recommendation I uh, I found a new channel on DirecTV called Viceland. Viceland. Number 271. Now, I don't know if it's on other... Well, that would, yeah, that, that would just be in our area. It'll be a different channel for someone listening to it in Oklahoma or whatever. Comcast and all those other people yeah. have different channels. But if, if your provider has it, you got to check it out. Now, they used to do Vice on HBO, little, yeah. little documentary, you mm-hmm. know, weekly stuff. Now they have their own channel, and it is badass. It is worth your time. And they tackle everything from cooking to travel to social discourse to, you know, a helmet they told you was safe that isn't. It's a great channel. So I recommend that you dip into that. Right on. All right, man. Well, uh, we've talked about your song, right? We yeah. To, so, uh, yep, don't once hate. again, Don't Hate, great message, great song. All right. Well, uh, doing this... Uh, a little backwards this week. I'm James Hamilton. I'm Travis McFalls. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Do you feel alone? An exception whose life feels awkward in every way? Maybe you think this is all just one big joke. Welcome to When Life Attacks. <laughs> Don't hate yourself Or hate your God
Oh, uh-huh. 